Hello and welcome to another episode of More Than Beauty with Daniel Mason Jones. This episode is going to be intense. Are you ready for it? (laughs) We're going to be talking today about if, should, or how to fire a client. And this is a conversation that needs to be had so many times, no matter what industry or business you are in. So we're going to go really hardcore and talk about this. However, if you know me, you know that we need to do this with dignity and integrity. It's so important to make sure that you handle yourself as a professional. So we're going to jump right in right now to how to fire a client. First of all, I want to say to you, you know, there are times that we may want to fire somebody, but it may not be necessary. So let me let me put this into your mind. How many times have you had someone come to you that just made you feel bad? Um, they didn't appreciate your, your service. They undervalued what you did. They maybe were rude to you, that sort of thing. That is someone that needs to be fired. If someone's asking you to step up your game a little bit, that's somebody that believes in your brand and they know that you can do better. So ego may come into play here. I've certainly been guilty of this multiple times in my career, but I can tell you it's the hardest and most difficult clients they're the ones that make you really great. So I'm going to start off right now by giving you my own personal list of five reasons why I would fire and have fired clients. So number one, mean people. I don't do mean people. There's nothing about a mean person that I want to be around. If it's somebody that just constantly has something toxic or negative coming out of their mouth. I want zero anything to do with it. I'm going to step away from that, wish them the very best and let them know right away. I am not the person that they need for the job they're looking for. Um, And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, so many times we might say yes and do agree an agreement on this and we end up being miserable. For me, I understand how valuable the happiness and joy is, and I'm not going to jeopardize that for just a little bit of money. It's just not worth it. Number two, speaking of money, they cost you money. Think about this one. So they cost you money. These are the people that come back for redos. Maybe they want more of something or they expect uh, you just to constantly keep trying to make them happy. Some people cannot be made happy, and we have to accept that in business. So these people may also come into the situation looking for freebies or discounts, additional time. If you charge by the hour for a service, maybe they're looking for additional hours. This is not going to be a person that I would want to work with. And uh, they honestly take too much of your time and energy. Energy is so important. If they take all your energy, it's not worth it because they're taking the greater part of you and it's no longer available for the people that really need and appreciate your business. Unrealistic demands is definitely number three for me. If they have unrealistic demands on the services that I can provide for them, I need to honor that and say, hey, you know what? I am not qualified. I'm not qualified to give you exactly what you're looking for. However, I think this person could be. This is your opportunity to completely escape the situation. Let them go let them go. If they're disrespectful of your time, this is number four. And for me, four is a really big issue. If they're disrespectful of your time, it is time to let them go. Meaning they no show, they're late, they cancel last minute. If you work in an appointment situation, these are people that you do not need to do business with. Your time is the one thing that you will never get back. You can always make more money 
but you cannot make more time. So make sure that you're handling your business. And if somebody is disrespecting your time, let them go. With that going with me saying that, make sure that you're also respecting their time when they're with you. Number five, the client or customer dominates the experience of what it is that you provide. Meaning that they dominate from the very moment that you start using your creative ability and whatever it is that you do. For me, it's hairdressing. When they start telling me how to do it or maybe trying to make my job seem more simple than what it actually is, that is not the customer for me. Somebody that's constantly, well, you only took an inch off, right? Talking about a haircut or you only spent 15 minutes. It doesn't matter about that. It matters for the quality of time, the years, the investment of education that went into the project. So those are my top five. Number one was mean people. Number two, they cost you money. Number three, they have unrealistic demands of you. Number four, they're disrespectful of your time. And number five, they dominate your, your space. They dominate your creativity and your work. Those are people that I cannot be around and I will absolutely let them go. You see, sometimes the client actually isn't all that bad. They just want to be heard. So we have to go in and, and use our discernment and understand, you know, is this person just wanting me to work a little bit harder, do something better, to listen better, uh, communicate better? That's okay. In those situations, those are all things that are valid. They're okay. And it gives us an opportunity again for growth. But sometimes these difficult clients, they're just hard. These are people that aren't happy anywhere they go and, well, set them free. <laughs> now, Here's the thing, another thing that I, I get really frustrated about, people that send me text messages or DMs or message me all day long. I have a full-time job and I have a lot of customers and clients, a lot. So I can't be responding to 50 different messages from people. That's somebody that has a boundary issue. So when there's a boundary issue, meaning that they don't respect your time, in that they'll call you on your days off or they'll call you way after hours when you're supposed to be with your family. This, this is a hard no for me. Either way, you're gonna have to have confidence and an impeccable communication style to convey this, to let them know boundaries are so important. Now, I'm gonna give you a list of red flags that for me, when somebody shows up trying to either hire me to do work for them whether it's coaching, whether it's a classroom setting, whether it's a speaking engagement, or whether it's me working inside the salon, these are the five red flags that I look at. If I see any of these red flags, I know that there's another opportunity waiting for me, and I'm going to go ahead and, and pass this one. So if they've never found anyone great, they've never found anyone great, they come to you and they let you know everybody that they've ever been to has never done a good job. They've always walked away dissatisfied. <laughs> we know what that means. Um, it's not going to be good for either party. So bang, we're going to let that one go. Number two, they speak poorly about other professionals. So who's to say if they are talking about every other professional that they've ever worked with in your field, Guess who's next up on the chopping block? Exactly. It's you. You're going to be the next person because no one can make that person happy. We often joke in my industry and say, if that one person has been present for every single appointment with multiple professionals, the common denominator is that person. So 
if no one's ever made them happy, don't try to step in and save the day as a superhero. You're not going to make them happy either. Number three, they ask for discounts, special pricing or special treatment. This one always kind of gets me. I wonder why certain people feel that they're entitled to discounts or special treatment. Uh, we live in a world of social media. I love social media, but it's a double-edged sword. A lot of times people will reach out to me for my services because they have a large Instagram following. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm so proud of you for your Instagram. That's great. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back. But your Instagram following is not going to pay down my mortgage. It's not going to help me invest in my investments. And it's certainly not going to help me retire. But I'm proud of you and your Instagram. Uh, just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean anything. I also have a lot of followers. And I have never asked anyone for special treatment, discounts, or any free anything because of the followers that I have. It's simply an Instagram. It's just that it's an Instagram. Um, so if they ask you for discounts, those are people that I stay clear of also. Again, they have unrealistic ideas of what you can do for them. They think that you're going to come in today. They walk into you, um, you know, with, with a certain situation. Maybe they have bad acne and they think that you're going to clear them up day one. Or maybe they're obese and you're going to make them skinny day one. Or we're going to do a photo shoot and turn you into a supermodel day one. These things are unrealistic. As a hairdresser, they walk in with black box dyed hair color and think that they're going to walk out as a platinum blonde. All these things we know as professionals are not going to happen. So if they have unrealistic ideas of what you do, there's a red flag. The next one, and I think maybe I should have bumped this one up to number one, is the obsessive budget talk. <laughs> so these people come in and they automatically start talking to you about their budget, their budget. I can only spend X amount of dollars. And listen, I respect budget, but if you have a $50 budget, you shouldn't go to someone that starts their prices at $2,000. If you have a $10 budget, you shouldn't go to someone that starts their prices at $70. Those are people out of your market space. They're not in the scope of what you do. And it's wrong for you and for them. Again, setting you up for disappointment. Now, what happens if you're in a situation and you have a client or a customer right now that you need to fire? This could even be from an attorney standpoint. I'm sure there are a lot of attorneys out there, physicians that literally hate working on their patients, customers, or clients, right? They're, we all work with people. So how do you do the deed? How is it that you can effectively and efficiently fire this client without getting smeared on Google or Yelp or any social media platforms. How do you do this? Not saying that this is gonna guarantee that you won't get smeared, but there are some effective ways and strategies that will absolutely help you navigate through the breakup. So you wanna complete the service that they've signed up for. If this is somebody that's come to you for maybe graphic design services or um, you know anything, they came to you, Finish the service, do your best job, do the best that you've always done. And the biggest also, the biggest thing is I'm gonna say is don't go into the breakup in defense mode. This person did not see this coming. You're, you've already planned this, you've recited it in your mind. You know what you're gonna say, they didn't know it was coming. So they're already gonna be maybe blindsided by this so let them know, hey, you know what? I fully understand this might be an uncomfortable conversation. However, it's the conversation that we need to have today. 
Don't blame them. This is only going to create more stress for you and it, it could likely turn ugly. We have a saying here in the South, if you wrestle with a pig, you both get dirty, right? And sometimes the pig likes it. So don't do that. Stay kind, stay professional and stay confident. Let them know that you have worked very hard to meet their needs and you've enjoyed getting to know them. You've appreciated their loyalty and trust. But at this time, you don't feel like this is a great fit for either one of you. You know, you might say something like, I really want you to be happy and I just don't think I'm the person that's gonna be able to deliver that for you. Then you wanna follow this up with a solution. I'm happy to connect you with, and this is an opportunity to send them to someone else inside your company that might do a better job. Now, if it's somebody that's nasty, don't send them to your coworkers unless you just don't like them. <laughs> um, but this is an opportunity to send them to your competition because maybe, honestly, your competition might do it better. It might be a better fit for them. Make them happy. Offer a solution for them. Um, and just say to them, I know that I, you're going to be able to get exactly what you're looking for with this person. Another thing that you could do is you could say, I am currently redirecting my focus and feel that in order for me to do so, I'm going to have to start changing the way that I do business. Now, right now we're in November. The end of the year is coming very quickly to us. And we're going to be rolling into 2021 very soon. So this is a great way to say, as I'm shifting my business, you know, as of January 1, 2021, my business model and how I do business is going to look a lot different. And I'm starting to narrow down my focus, but I want to let you know that I've appreciated working with you. But moving forward, the business model that I'm projecting for myself is no longer going to be able to serve what you and I do together. So this is the person that I recommend. So there's really powerful and positive ways to do this without really crushing your business and this person's uh, self-esteem or emotions, confidence there. Now, a lot of times we have to break up because of price. So if you're having to break up because of price, you need to have a price increase or you're about to have a price increase and the customer's not going to like that, there's a couple of scripts that we need to talk about there also. So you want to say something like, you know, um, I'm so thankful for you and you're believing in my work. It's been so nice working with you. I want to let you know that because of people like you that have helped me become busier and busier, I now have a larger demand on time. And what that means for me, the busier I've become, that means that the price of operations for me has also gone up. What this means for you is that there's gonna be a, a price reflection. I'm going to have to increase my services. I have not done this in the past and I realize I've only hurt myself. So be honest with them, have an open conversation. You know, in the industry that I work in, in the beauty business, we are absolutely notorious for doing this. We'll keep our prices the same forever and ever and everything around us has gone up and the only person suffering is us. So as professionals, there's a lot of times that we are actually guilty of avoiding these very necessary conversations and uh, it, it's just not good for us. So you might want to say something like this too. Maybe you're busy and you want to weed out some of your customer base. I know for me personally, there have been times that I've had price increases and never lost anybody. And the goal was that I could weed out 10% of my clientele because I was so consumed with work. And I would have actually the last two price increases I've had, I didn't lose anybody. And so that means number one, you may not have raised your prices enough or your value was there all along and the price increase actually didn't matter because they saw the value in the work that you were doing. 
So the busier you get, it makes it a lot easier for those price increases. Many times when we started out doing what we're doing, I know this absolutely holds true for me. When we started out doing whatever it is that we do, we might have offered discounted prices and rates for our services, our product. And we did that because we were trying to get our name out. We were trying to get brand recognition. And th this is great. It's a great way to do it. However, as you start to grow, what I personally realized is as my prices started to go up, now I'm talking over two decades, the first price increase, I did not understand value. I was still young, I was naive, and my prices went up. What happened was I lost too many customers and I ended up having to rebuild. This is something that I want you to avoid doing for yourself. Let them know that you had a certain price point, but as you continue to grow, as I said earlier, as you continue to grow, your expenses also increase your insurance, your, your social security, your taxes. If you sell retail, your retail taxes, city taxes, state taxes, property taxes, everything seems to increase. Your products and supplies that you bring in, I know ours increase every single year. And your unemployment, or your, uh, unemployment liability, you have so many things inside as a business owner that you also have to pay. Disability insurance, umbrella policies. There's so many things that have to go there that you have to float inside of your company. So these price increases are essential. When people cannot understand that you have to increase the prices, um, they may not be for you any longer as well. That's why I always recommend whatever business you're in having multiple price tiers so that people can shop or spend in those tiers versus only being pigeonholed into one. So this is really, really good information. I hope, you know, if you're in a situation where you could be writing this down, this is stuff that you need to know for your business. You can always come back and re-download this and listen again. Um, so we have to have these conversations moving on and explain that these changes are necessary in order for your business to survive. Now, this year, one of the additional costs and expenses that we had to incur was PPE, protective uh, equipment and gear inside the salon. So we had to have extra gloves, extra masks, extra cleaning supplies. That stuff actually adds up to be very expensive. I remember when we came back into work, as soon as we were reopening from quarantine, I remember getting my first quote just for uh, cleaning supplies, gloves and masks. And my first quote was $11,000. And that was going to pull me through four months. I was like, okay, so I'm essentially gonna be spending $44,000 additional each year in PPE to make sure that my team and the customers are safe inside that environment. So depending on the size of your company, that could be very, very expensive. Um, in any of the conversations that you're having, you have to remain confident. I recommend having these conversations face-to-face, -face, not through emails, definitely not through text. Remain confident, remain positive and neutral. Do not become defensive. This is not a loss. If you're having to have a breakup with a customer, sometimes it feels really good but sometimes it's very stressful. You have to understand this is not a loss. And even if you're having to fire an employee, it's not a loss, it's an opportunity for them and it's an opportunity for you for bigger and better opportunities in both parties moving ahead. This is what happens when you do it right. So I want to just kind of recap what we talked about here. When it comes to firing a client, it's not always fun, but a lot of times it is necessary. I want you to hold your head high when you have to have these conversations. If you have to have this conversation and you're nervous, you can always reach out to me on Instagram or social media. You can shoot me a direct message. Let me know um, if you're having a challenge or maybe you need a script. I'm always here to help you.
And I just want to thank you uh, personally for, for supporting this podcast, all of my classes, the things that I have going on right now. You are so amazing. If you enjoyed this podcast, all the other business podcasts that I have, please take time to leave a review and to leave a rating. Those are very important. And if you really enjoy what I share with you at each of these podcasts, you can go one step bigger and share it on your social media. I appreciate you so much. And I hope that the tips and techniques, everything that I share with you are valuable and help you out in your day-to-day experience wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of More Than Beauty. And until next time, take care.